Um, the fifth one, really the main one. Uh, well, not really the main one, but yeah, it is the main one. But the first thing was that, that stood out to me uh, was my wife's love and endurance. I couldn't run her off. Couldn't, Faye, go home. When they said, we're going to keep you, it's like, Faye, just go home. And nope, she wasn't going anywhere. And I appreciate that. That was precious. Uh, second, as I've already said, your expressions of love and support and concern, I'll tell you, I'm blessed beyond measure. Blessed beyond measure. And, and I don't hesitate to tell you that I love you. And I praise God for this church. I was moved beyond words. Uh, the third thing that I was impressed with was the professionalism at St. Mary's Hospital. Uh, either that or they just liked me. You know, they knew, hey, he's got good insurance. Let's, well, let's pile on. I don't know what it was. But I'm telling you, they were so professional and so good and so concerned. And uh, I, I, was, I was so impressed with their dedication and their competency there at, at St. Mary's. Uh, you would really think you were the only patient they had in the entire hospital. Um, I knew I wasn't because I'd gone through the emergency room. I knew that there was uh, a whole lot more. But they just did a fantastic job. And the other thing that I'll never forget was my eight-year-old granddaughter, sweet text to me. Just telling me she loved me. She was praying for me. And that was good. That, that was sweet. But you know what, the best part about that was being able to tell her, honey, the Lord heard your prayers. Your granddaddy's fine. I'm okay. I'm, I'm doing all right. She's just, Papa, praying for you. I love you. And being able to write back to her and say, Sadie, the Lord heard your prayers. I'm, I'm doing good. See, who knows the long-range impact that this ordeal is going to have on her young life. I praise God that she knew where to turn. She knew where to go. As I was able to tell her, it, it reinforced, Sadie, when you pray, God hears your prayers. Sadie, when you pray, God answers your prayers. And from a granddad's perspective, I'd go through it again. I would go through it again. Just for that lesson. That's how important it is that our kids know that there's a God in heaven who loves them and he hears them. But this is the part that I really feel led to, to, to share with you this morning. As I said, during the worst part of this episode, I, I really thought that I was having a heart attack. Um, the realization that this could be it. This could be it. Lots of pain. But I'm here to tell you, there was absolutely no fear. There was no fear at any point. And, that is, and I'm not saying that to brag on my faith, but on the faithfulness of Christ Jesus. It had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with him. And as the security guard, because I, I couldn't even make it to the emergency room back there in the back. I, I could, oh, sorry. I, I forgot I'm on this thing. I, I couldn't even make it to the emergency 
And so I just pulled into the valet part, and, and I got out of the car, and the valet came out there, and he said, sir, may I help you? And I said, I need the emergency room. And he said, oh, but you need to go for you. And I went, yes. And he just said, leave the car parked there. And he took me, he set me down. Security guard, or he called the security, and the security came, uh, came down, and they threw me in a wheelchair, and, and off he started taking me to, to the emergency room. And it's a long way from the front of that building to the back of that building where the emergency is. I'm not sure why they don't have that reversed, but anyway, that's a whole nother. Uh, but it, they, they, rushed me, they, they rushed me down. Uh, and the thought as I was being pushed down was that I'm about to see the Lord Jesus. I'm about to see the Lord. My thought was, I am about to walk on streets of gold. Could this be it? I am about to be ushered into his presence. Folks, there was a sense of excitement. There was a sense of gladness. There was a sense of joy and expectation that I have never, ever experienced in my life. There was a calmness and an assurance that didn't come from me. It came from the Holy Spirit. And how thankful I was as they were rushing me down that I'm his and he is mine. No fear. Only that peace that passes all understanding. And again, I'm not bragging on my faith. I am bragging. I am boasting in his faithfulness and what the cross promises to all who believe. So have you ever wondered about, because I've done, I've wondered before. Have you ever wondered when your time comes, what's going to be your reaction? I've wondered that. You know, what, what, what's it going to be like? Well, I can assure you that God does provide that peace that passes understanding. Without a doubt. It's not your shortcomings if you're a child of God. It is not your shortcomings. It's not your sin. It's not your life. It's not, uh-oh. What the Holy Spirit provides is the assurance that Calvary covers it all. That's the important part to remember. Turn with me this morning to Philippians chapter 4 because that's what I want to share with you. Philippians chapter 4. Verse 1 says, Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and longed for, man, I understand how Paul felt about that church in Philippi because I feel the same way about this one. My joy and crown. So stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. Then he goes on to tell them in verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. 
and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Folks, let me encourage you to rejoice always. Regardless of what you're going through, regardless of what you're enduring, regardless of what's taking place in your life, how important it is that we rejoice always, regardless of what is occurring. I wish, I wish that I had been a little more expressive to all those with whom I came in contact, because I came in contact with a whole bunch of people during that time. And, and really, it's kind, of a, it's kind of cloudy right now. Uh, I, I couldn't say a whole lot. Number one, they were asking me a whole bunch of questions. Uh, number two, I couldn't hardly talk. Uh, I couldn't hardly, couldn't hardly breathe. So there wasn't a, a whole lot that I, that I could say. And, and my hands were shaking so much that I, that I couldn't even get to my uh, ID. The, the uh, security guard had to kind of take it all and hand it to the, uh, to the lady there at the desk as we were trying to get through. Uh, so I, I really couldn't be very expressive. Uh, the only thing that I, I do remember um, during that ordeal is they, they rushed me into the emergency and all, all the people in there and they just went, whoosh, I just went right on through and they took me in this little small room and, and they started doing all sorts of things and sticking stickers all over you and all these monitors and I, they got the IVs going in both arms and... and uh, um, they were taking it seriously, so I thought, well, maybe I should too. And, and they, I, I remember they started wheeling me out of this one little room, and somebody said, well, where's he going? And I remember saying, to heaven. I'm going to heaven. And uh, uh, that was about the only thing that I could get out at that time. Um, uh, with the way the world is today, though, and the way people uh, view some believers, they may have thought, well, we need to take him to the psych ward, but that's okay. They were taking me to the ER, and, and that was okay. But I wanted them to know that I was going to heaven, and that, folks, there was no fear, because God's grace is sufficient, that He is faithful regardless, so we can rejoice always. Whatever comes into our lives, it has to pass through Christ Jesus and His will for our lives. He's got it under control. I'm here to tell you, I don't. But he does. And it's not just Rick Owsley. It's every one of you who belong to him, who is part of his body. Because it was his body that was being affected. And he wanted to make sure that I knew that I was safe in his arms. So rejoice in the Lord Always and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Boy was he. Boy was he. You know theologians have debated this verse for years and years and years. Does it mean that the Lord is at hand? Meaning that he's about to come. His appearing is soon. The rapture is about to take place. Or... Does it mean that he's close? The Lord is at hand. He's about to come or he is close? And my answer to you is both. Both. I think he is about to come, but I'm going to tell you, he is close. He is right 
there and the assurance that the Holy Spirit provides, you can taste. You can taste. You can feel beyond any shadow of a doubt. His presence is real. And it is so satisfying. 2 Timothy 1, 7. I have read this verse. I can't tell you how many times. I've preached on it. I can't tell you how many times. But boy, when you experience it in something like this, it just becomes so real. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Well, this morning I'm telling you, well, all of it's true. But there, is no, there was no spirit of fear. There was never any doubt. Just assurance. And I'm saying that to encourage you. I'm saying that to, to hopefully help you in your walk. We've all lost loved ones. We've all lost people who were dear. And we've wondered when, as they were crossing over, Tuck just lost Kay. Uh, Marsha just lost Neil. We've all lost someone. I'm going to tell you something. The faithfulness of God was there, and it was, it was a, a moment of excitement knowing that you're going to be ushered into His presence and that you are perfect, complete, righteous in Christ. I cannot, I cannot begin to, to describe that excitement and that feeling of, of dependence upon Him and how absolutely sweet that is. And I tell you that to know that when your time comes, He'll be there for you also. You may say, yeah, but pastor, you weren't about to die. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. You could have fooled me. He's not given us the spirit of fear. And I'll never read Psalm 23, 4 uh, again in the same way. I'll never, ever read Psalm 23, 4 again. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. That verse has a whole new meaning, a whole new assurance to me now. And let me encourage you to take my word for it. When your time comes, and your time will come. Your time will come. I mean, God's word is very clear. I'm not wanting this to be a funeral, but Hebrews 9.27 tells us what? That it's appointed a man once to die, and after that, the judgment. That there's a time to be born, and there's a time to die. Remember those two verses at the end here pretty, pretty soon. There's a time to be born, and there's a time to die. If you think you're going to miss it, except for the rapture, well, you're fooling yourself. It doesn't happen to everybody else. Every one of us. If you take a breath, one of these days you're going to take your last one. That's fact, Jack. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Because his rod and his staff, it comforts me. I can tell you that with certainty this morning. That he is real. You could never ever in a billion years convince me that there is not a God. You could never convince me that his word is not true.
Because, folks, I'm here to tell you, it is the assurance that he provides through his word. You know, death has a sting. The grave has the victory. Uh, We know it's not until the rapture of the church, when we're being caught up to meet the Lord in the air, that we're going to be able to say, Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? That's when we're going to be able to say that as we're being caught up. Until then, folks, death has a sting. Uh, What I was going through was hurting. I, I felt that. Not being able to breathe was concerning. But because of the faithfulness of Christ, I'm here to tell you because there is power in the blood, because of the reality of His resurrection, because of the assurance that He provides through His Word, because of His ability to save us to the uttermost, there's no fear. There's no fear. Did I tell you that it's not because of my faithfulness, but because of His? That's the point I want you to understand. He takes over. So let's just let Him have it to begin with, and you won't have to worry about it. He takes over. He is in control. Be anxious. Be careful for nothing. Verse 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Don't worry. Don't worry. Can't begin to tell you how during those early moments, how absolutely thankful that I was, that I was His, And he was mine. When God's word tells us to be anxious for nothing, you say, well, how can I do that? How can I employ that? How can I experience that? I'm telling you, it's only in his power and through the power of the Holy Spirit can that even be possible. The song that came to my mind Because now I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to me. Not for the years of time alone, but for all eternity. That's true. And that's the type of thing that God brings to your heart and to your mind during those crisis moments. He is faithful. You belong to Him. He is real. He takes the relationship that He has with you seriously. We definitely should be taking the relationship we have with Him just as seriously. Amen? He's not a crutch. He's our life. He's our life. And the key part here, I don't think I'm ever going to get, I, I didn't think I'd ever preach a sermon this, this quick. But, but as we come to the end, verse 7, the key point, 
And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I was being kept. I was being kept. No doubt it was in His love and His faithfulness. It was so real. As I said earlier, you could taste it. As a matter of fact, Psalm 34, 8. How many times have we read Psalm 34, 8? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Folks, you can taste it. You can taste it. Blessed is the man that trusts in Him. How can you taste that goodness? I'm telling you, you will. You will. Oh, taste that the Lord, He is good. And I will not trade that promise of that peace that passes understanding for anything. For anything. You know, I thought after, what, how thankful I am that I live in the dispensation of the grace of God and the promises that we have that we can claim. You know, I got to thinking, what would it have been like to have as the, as the security guard was pushing me down to have the, the authority, the apostolic authority to apply John 14 when Christ told the apostles, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will do it. What if I'd have had that apostolic authority to have said, whoa, 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 hey, stop. In the name of Jesus, get up. You're okay. I, I heal me. Boy, that would have been pretty impressive. Of course, they probably would have said, <laughs> get out of here. Don't you waste our time again. But even if I'd have had that authority, which we don't in this present dispensation of grace, here's the authority we do have. That's to claim that peace of God that passes all understanding. And if I had that one authority or that promise, I'm telling you that promise is far more valuable. Far more valuable valuable and I praise God for it because it is real peace of God that passes all understanding is true please hear me this morning I'm not sharing this to come across as some spiritual giant holier than thou because I'm not I'm not this was an incredibly humbling experience. And again, it's not about my faith. It's about His faithfulness. But the certainty of this, listen, His grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 and he said unto me my grace is sufficient for thee for my strength is made perfect in weakness and folks there was a lot of weakness and most gladly therefore will I glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ 
may rest upon me. Verse 10, therefore I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches in necessities and persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. But praise be to God, it's not in your strength. It's in His. And I assure you this morning, child of God, when you come to that point in your life, and you're crossing over, or you just think you are, God is there. The Holy Spirit brings that assurance. And I'm telling you that it will be as real as anything you have ever experienced. Talking with Kip, Kip's experienced it. Having the stroke, laying out there on the street. God just takes over. The Holy Spirit just makes sure you realize, hey, I've got this. I've got this. And what joy flooded my soul. The gladness, the expectation. It was my mom and dad's 69th wedding anniversary on Wednesday. And the thought that came to me was, I might get to see them today and go, happy anniversary. They're both in heaven. You know, so it was just that kind of thoughts that was going on. But the joy flooded my soul during that time. And then to have you all respond the way you did was just pure icing. It just made that cake of joy be even better than German chocolate or carrot cake. I'm telling you, that it was just it was just fantastic. Yeah, and that was a subtle reminder that I haven't had a German chocolate or a cake like that in a long time. But anyway, and I don't need it either. But it was an event that I'll always treasure, folks. I'll always treasure. No doubt, no fear. Just the goodness of God, the goodness of His family of saints, that I'm thankful to be a part of. Being able to assure one another His grace is sufficient. As I mentioned before, God's Word tells us that it's appointed a man once to die. Hebrews 9, 27. It's appointed a man once to die, and after that, the judgment. Ecclesiastes 3 tells us there's a time to be born, there's a time to die. But let me share two other, two other scriptures along those lines with you. Keeping those two in mind, we're going to close pretty much with these two. Psalm 116.15. Psalm 116.15. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of His saints. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. How can that be? I think he misses having us with him. Is that scripture true? 
Amen, it's true. And here's the other scripture. Now this one is a little bit harder to get your head around, but God's word says it, so I'm going to believe it. Amen? Well, his word says it. That settles it whether I believe it or not. But Ecclesiastes 7.1. A good name is better than precious ointment. And the day of death than the day of one's birth. Hmm. We believe that? Well, that just tells me that there's something exciting going on. Something exciting going on. When where the Lord Jesus is. And where he invites me to call home. This morning, 